Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at philgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Persistence. The number one thing above all is that persistence never say quit attitude. The one thing I love most uh, about sales and always have is that every day is a lottery ticket. And you just, you never know what's going to happen. You can go from having your, your worst year to landing a single customer or a single sale that changes everything and makes it your best. Hi there. Welcome to Epic Entrepreneurs, the show where we show you what it really takes to build an epic business. I'm Bill Gilliland, and I'm here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to have the freedom to do the things that you went into business for in the first place. So let's get started. Hey there. If you haven't already done it, I'd like to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called We Build Epic Entrepreneurs. We get together. You're going to get tips. You're going to get ideas. You're going to make connections with other like-minded entrepreneurs and, and people building businesses or people who can serve people building businesses. In other words, just go out there on Facebook, join our group. It's called We Build Epic Entrepreneurs. You're going to love it. In this week's episode, I have a great chat with John Freed of The Hive Mind. And we talk mostly about how you take a career of opportunities and build it into something great. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. Hi, this is John Freed from The Hive Mind. So, John, what is The Hive Mind? The Hive Mind is a culmination of about 20 years of experience in the printing and packaging industry, putting together teams of companies to do uh, what individuals can't or what purchasers usually have to assemble themselves. We focus on everything from the beginning of projects, from design and implementation, structural packaging, the equipment and automation the packaging that goes on the lines, the decoration that goes on the packaging, and the box that comes at the end. So pretty much soup to nuts on packaging. So anything to do with packaging. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, because you've assembled a pretty extensive team here of people to serve the, the printing and packaging industry. Sure, sure. The idea came about from, I guess, a start in labels. Uh, labels with, and oddly enough, with a company called Hub Labels, uh, and this becoming the hub of, of what then became Hive Mind. Starting with labels, labels going on everything from, from shipping packaging to all of the food products and automotive, pharmaceutical, you name it. And then in 2010, one of my clients made me an offer to come on board with, uh, international packaging and containers. So started getting more into import and export, specifically the label side of that business. 
and that evolved uh, with the departure of the partners, I guess, in 2018, 20, end of 2017, it evolved into Hive Mind, taking all of our best vendors that I had worked for and with over the past couple of decades and forming those together into a sort of a conglomerate of companies that had already worked well together and, and now could continue to do so under a different umbrella. So let's, let's reel it back. How did you get started in business and what were you doing? I guess uh, how I got started in business for myself is having spent about eight years with International Packaging Container, IPAC, developing the team, training sales, just a normal evolution, I guess, of the business. They're hired to do one thing and taking on many hats, uh, as I guess, as, as we all do, getting into business for ourselves as a partner of a small firm. We... Uh, just started doing more and more things and, and started team building, evolving from a consulting group where we really didn't do much more than go in and look at how people were doing things and see where we could make recommendations for doing it better to incorporating the manufacturing aspect and working as manufacturers reps for the manufacturers that, that we were bringing in to do the work as consultants. And then as, uh, as IPAC, it was kind of an interesting, it was like at the end of a lifetime of a business, had been in business for quite a while and all four partners just spun out and did different things sort of all at once. Uh, the first one was offered a job to take over an equipment business that he had worked for with his father uh, when he was a teenager and into college, and so one of our one of our four left. Another one uh, picked up a license for medical marijuana in one of the states that had approved it, and so he was off doing something else. And the two of us uh, that were remaining decided that uh, we would stay in packaging and keep doing what we knew how to do, and so spun out and formed our own packaging firms. So your first venture into business was actually a four-way partnership or was there a business before that? Oh, I've, I've had several businesses. <laughs> All right, well, just reel it back. Give us the whole, give us your whole history of, of how you got into business in the first, like what's the first business that you had? Just take us historically through that. Yeah. Uh, boy, that does go back a little ways. I'll do the quick and easy one here. That's kind of a funny progression of how everything started. I used to be a store manager for Rent-A-Center and, uh, sold a whole house full of furniture to a vice president of a coffee company who made me a better offer to come sell commercial coffee services. One of my first coffee service sales was to a printer who made me a better offer to come sell printing. So I went from furniture rental to coffee sales to printing sales. And that was in the uh, mid, mid to late nineties on the print sales. And that became a progression from normal printing to direct mail printing, uh, envelopes, branded printing for Western Union's uh, direct mail division, which was kind of the modern day telegram service. Right. And when that aspect of Western Union was closed, a friend of mine in the industry said that uh, Hub Labels was looking for a director of sales. And that be that was 2003. So it brought me into the packaging side of print because labels go on everything. Yep. So you started in sales. I mean, the commonality was that you, you started in sales. And so 
what are some of the sales lessons that you've learned that you've been able to apply in in hive mind persistence the number one thing above all is that persistence never say quit attitude the one thing i love most uh, about sales and always have is that every day is a lottery ticket and you just you never know what's going to happen you can go from having your your worst year to landing a single customer or a single sale that changes everything and makes it your best. And that's that's something that's so hard to do in other businesses. There's just, I can't think of too many other things that you can do where a single transaction, a single network referral, one thing that you do can so dramatically change a month, a year, or even your career uh, outlook. Yeah. I mean, a lottery ticket's like pure luck. Sales has a luck element, right? I mean, I think, you know, there's always a, an element of being in the right place at the right time or meeting the right person at the right time. But my experience has been that you got to do the work. I mean, you got you to do the work to create the luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the so saying I, of the harder I work, the luckier I get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who originally said that. I heard it was Gary Player, the golfer. So I'm not sure. But anyway, that's a, it's a great saying. So you've parlayed this sort of sales experience, this sales career into a sales business, I guess. I mean, sure. but, you know, where you've, where you've been able to sort of convince a whole bunch of other people to allow you to provide their products and, and it, it sort of doesn't matter. In, in the packaging industry, you're you're kind of a one-stop right. shop. Is that right? It's, it is. And, and it's oddly enough, it's become not just packaging. We had a, mm. an opportunity come up right before COVID struck that was that just kind of tells you how flexible, <laughs> for lack of a better word, how flexible we are in terms of sourcing and, and how far our reach can go. We were asked by one of our clients that we did packaging for if we could help them acquire, I think it was 800,000 tons of ethanol. And we had just gotten started on this, which was a ridiculously large opportunity. And we had it all in place. The vendors set up the packaging to transport it and was going over to the Middle East uh, to be used in their packaging for health and beauty products. And unfortunately, before we got our first our first boat loaded up, the U.S. government put the kibosh on shipping ethanol out of the U.S. because of COVID, that it was being used in uh, sanitizers and disinfectants, uh, and we were no longer exporting any of it. But that gives you kind of an idea on how far ranging our services can go. Yeah, the theme that I'm hearing with you, John, is that you had opportunities presented to you and you took some of them and obviously there were probably some you didn't take, but you know, you were able to capitalize on, you know, whatever's next. So you started in rental and then you were in coffee and then you were in printing and then you got a, you know, a job and then that ended and, and you, but you were able to adapt, you were able to pivot and go into another one. And then, and then did you just find yourself in business one day as, as these companies, went out or were you intentional about going into business? 
Um, I guess I've always been in business for myself. When I was uh, 11 years old, I borrowed my mom's Smith Corona typewriter and some heavy tag paper to make my own business cards and went around every house in the neighborhood and passed out my business cards for uh, snow. I grew up in Michigan, so snow shoveling to raking leaves, babysitting, painting, landscaping, uh, you name it. And that was kind of my first business. I, I bought my first car with cash as soon as I could drive. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. I, I founded a, a judgment enforcing company back in 2002. And that, I think that would have uh, been a huge venture had, uh, had all of the components of that, all the people that I was involved with, uh, were in flux in their jobs at the moment. And right as we were getting going on that and it was getting fired up, I got my job offer from Hub. Everybody else got job offers. And that one never really came to fruition because everybody else got a good job offer from somewhere else. So uh, it's been an ongoing thing. I've had small ventures and, and larger ones. And this one just happens to be the one that looks like it's got the best legs. Yeah. So I think there's a lesson there, right? In test and measure and chat, you know, try out different things, get experiences in different things test and see what's going to, you know, what's going to stick. The, you know, one, a couple of your ventures didn't stick and now you've got one that it looks like it's, it's going to, I've, and I've always said that being in sales is being in business. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, a sale, a salesperson is in business for themselves. You know, they're selling their talents to whoever's willing to uh, pay for those talents. And so, you know, and they're paying for results. So it's, I do think being entrepreneurial and being in sales are are very similar paths. Um, you know, you have to be creative in sales. Yeah. Let's talk about other lessons learned. Like if you were talking to a young person that was driven and they maybe they were like you and they, you know, they they mowed lawns and shoveled snow and made money and they just always seemed to be working, what advice would you give them about going into business? I guess one of the one of the first lessons that I would try to impart would be to surround yourself with people that flesh out your skills that that actually supplement the things that you either don't excel at or really don't want to learn. One of the the best things that I think I've I've done on the uh, packaging side of the business is my friend Ernie, who I, who worked uh, for me at IPAC and now works with me at. Uh, Hive Mind is a guru for folding cartons and boxes and corrugated. And I have no experience in that, but obviously that's the end of the line packaging for everything that I do. And rather than me having to learn that skill, I'd much rather find the right person, the right company or companies that can handle that aspect of it. I Import has been a very important part of what we do but I have no interest in being up at three o'clock in the morning talking with China or anywhere else. Uh, so it's a great idea to find somebody that does. Yeah. You, you just can't do business by yourself. That's right. I mean, and anybody, you know, it's interesting that our educational system in a lot of ways teaches us to be independent when what we really need to be learning is how to work as a team or how to lead a team or how to, how to put a team together. I mean, I love what you've done because you've taken a, a whole bunch of really super unconnected or in unrelated things and put them together and made it possible to, 
provide these services because you're you're selling and marketing. All right. So 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 the first thing is you can't do this by yourself. Surround yourself with people that are experts in what they do and that help you achieve what it is you're looking to achieve. Absolutely. So what's what's another? What's second? Is to be open for any and all opportunities without being scattered about it or just kind of in the wind about it. Listening for what clients really need. They may come to you for one thing. They may come to you for for just a label. But if you do a little bit of digging and a little bit of questioning, you may find that they need help with a lot more than the label. It may be something as simple as the design for the label, but as likely as not, it's they're running on old equipment. And if you can step in or make even even a referral, if it isn't a company like mine where we have that multifaceted, multi-company approach, if you've allied yourself with good people and good companies in your business, at least you can make referrals that then help generate network referrals back to you. And your customer comes to view you as being much more of a resource than as a sales rep. Oh man, that is there's a lot of gold in that one. Yeah. If you're the go-to person, you're the resource, then you know the sale just happens. Exactly. You don't have to, and it's it's not about it's not it doesn't come down to price because the value, the value is so much greater than whatever the initial price is. That, you know, and that's that's what a great client will see. You can always see the difference in sales when you've just provided somebody with a price versus providing them with a solution. Oh, man. If you're competing on price, that's a game to the bottom. And it just, Absolutely. It, yeah, it just doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work for anybody. It's not going to work for them either because they're going to get less than the service that they that they actually need and deserve. All right. So surround yourself with great people. Be open to opportunities, listen for them and understand sure. what people are really telling you. I mean, your whole career, I, you know, is based on that essentially. You're we're listening to what people needed and stepping in and supplying and filling the gap there. What else you got? What would be third? Um, I probably only have one more, and that is thinking of other people first, whether it's your customers or the people that you work with. One of the things that I do with Hive Mind that I've been very proud of is I keep a very minimal amount of commission or charge a very little amount of a very fair amount, let's say, not necessarily little, but a very uh, fair amount of commission for what we do so that working with the manufacturers should be a win-win. It should be a real win for them because they don't have the overhead and the taxes and a lot of the things that make it very difficult for them to continuously hire and train sales reps of their own and the reps that I work with that work for me or with me within Hive Mind make the lion's share of the profit in what they do as opposed to other business models that I've worked in before where the reps were sort of making the minimum. And the nice thing about Hive Mind is it doesn't need to make a killing on what we do because of the very business model that continuously generates clients and revenue and opportunities to us, I guess we become much more profitable in the ability to do the whole thing. So not being greedy. In a nutshell, I guess, it's not being greedy. Do what you can for a very fair price 
uh, and pass on as much as you can to your trusted suppliers and to those you work with. It's got to work for everybody. I mean, the win-win-win thing is right. I mean, it's got to work for your employees. It's got to work for you. And it's got to work for the people you represent. So if it doesn't work for everyone, then it's just not going to work. So, and they're going to, they're going to keep you around. That's awesome. So set up win-win. So surround yourself with the great people, be open for opportunities, listen and play win-win. I would say those are the, those are the top three rules of rules of engagement for those are awesome. So tell us what's next for Hive Mind. What do you see happening in the marketplace? Well, I guess the next, uh, I don't know so much about the marketplace, but I guess one of the next iterations of my company is to sort of build on that third one that you and I discussed. And I'm on the lookout for people that are looking to annuitize their book of business, the things that they've worked on for, as I have for decades. And they're looking at what their next step is, that they're looking at semi-retirement or just plain retirement and being able to take a book of business, uh, possibly with, with a vendor that we're already working with, and port that business over into our business model at Hive Mind, have them stay with us for a year, three years, five years, and help transition that business into the group that takes into account who they've worked for and the loss of business that usually comes with the loss of a sales rep, and to be able to turn that into kind of a perpetual motion machine that there is no loss of sales rep or loss of company or, or hard transition when somebody makes the move out of the business. Uh, and we're looking to acquire people like that. And as many as we can find that can annuitize their business, help teach some of the younger members of our group how to properly serve it. And then when they're ready to go, cut loose and maintain a share of the, the profits on the business that they've spent their life building. I think that's a fantastic business model. It just doesn't exist right now, and it, it needs to. That for yeah. those of us in sales, how many times in sales do we build sort of an empire within a business and then walk away with it when we retire, or walk away from it when we retire? Yeah, and the company's just not going to be able to keep it. That's Cause right. Because the relationship, even though the relationship is with partially with the company, the relationships are with people. And the relationships you have, and if you have a time to transition those relationships, wow, that's uh, that's really smart. I really like that idea a lot. I'm looking, yeah, sort of a catch net for for folks that are for sales reps in particular that are looking to eventually retire and still maintain yeah. part of what they've built. Yeah, I mean it's it's perfect for these independent uh, reps that have been you know commission only forever and. They're, yeah. making, they're making a good living and they, but they, and so they've got a business, but there's no way to really sell it. And you're, what you're doing is providing a way to, for them to continue to benefit from all the work they've done all the years a long time ago. So that's exactly I, right. I, that is really, I like it a lot. It's super smart. Well, John, it's been wonderful talking to you. If people wanted to get in touch with you, how, what's the best way for them to, to reach you? Well, um, I've gotten rid of all the landlines and faxes and all the all the old school technology. So cell phone is the best way. Okay. Uh, I can I can be reached at 803-984-1166 or at jfreed, J-F-R-E-E-D at the hive minds with an S on it dot com. Yeah. So is the website thehiveminds.com? 
Hiveminds.com. That's right. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Well, look, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for being here. There's a lot of wisdom in what you've shared today, and it's going to be great for everybody. Hey. So until Thank next time. Thank you for having me, Bill. Yeah. Until next time, all the best. Take care. You too. Thanks for joining us for Epic Entrepreneurs. So here's three things you can do. Number one, if you enjoyed the podcast, go out and give us a five-star review. Number two, subscribe to the podcast. You guys know how it works. The more subscribers we get, the more cool things we can offer you. And number three, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build Your Epic Business, then just go to giftfrombill.com. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.